0: Hey, everybody, Resonant Yes here. And before we dive into this week's episode, just a reminder, we're going to Capcom this weekend. We're doing a live show at Capcom like we have at previous Capcoms. If you are going to Capcom, it's going to be on Friday at two o'clock. So make sure and join us for that. And I'm asking you, the listener right now, send us a question to be answered on the live podcast to brief at gmail.com and look for our live episode coming up next weekend. All right, to the show
1: here are all the swear words i know
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can swear on here do you know okay. the seven the george carlin seven i don't remember what they are i do is it shit bitch shit cunt, f- piss f- cunt fuck, <laughs> fuck cocksucker
1: motherfucker, motherfucker and tits yeah, yeah yeah that's
3: it yeah well are now those we got really those them the is this gonna be the cold <laughs> open i thought this is gonna be the cold yeah
2: Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Yeah. Love for yourself. Uh-huh. Love for others. Mm-hmm. Love for your community. I love that one. Um, Love for your friends. Yep. Your puppers. Uh-huh. Your cats. I guess. And just love for where you are right now. Right now. Yep. Who are I'm, you? <laughs> oh, actually, thank you for asking. I'm yeah.
0: Road Not Taken. Yeah, I'm resonant, yes. And this is a thing that we do to uh, every couple of weeks or so to try and um, speak to the ABDO community and to get wisdom from the ABDL community about all sorts of different things having to do with love, all and, the different types of love.
2: And this is an excellent topic uh, brought to you, correct, by both of our guests today yeah, um, as a potential topic of conversation.
0: And both of them are friends that that I've been lucky enough and you've been lucky enough to have for quite a while who brought this totally independently. One of them was a couple of years ago, and I was like, ooh, that's such a good topic. And then uh, another one was more recently, and I was like, how have we not yet done this? So I brought these two folks together in order to talk with us about this super important topic of toxic masculinity.
2: And I couldn't think of a better duo, a more well-spoken duo that, I mean, both of these people have such deep and insightful minds, and I cannot wait to hear what they have to say.
0: I know. I love it. And and we're lucky enough to get a a man's perspective and a woman's perspective, and we're lucky enough to get the perspective of people who have been in the community for a long time and people who have been in the community for a shorter time. Like I feel like we're getting the absolute treasure chest here of perspective. So no pressure to our guests, right? But. I do want to introduce uh, our two guests, and I'll start with the guest who brought this up first a couple years ago, and, and for reasons I still don't understand. We didn't do it yet, but I'm glad we waited so that we could have both of these incredible guests on at the same time. Our very first guest today is going to be our friend, Jay love And uh, Jay love welcome to Love and & Brief, and tell us a little bit about your love.
1: Hey, thank you. Um, my love is music. And I don't care how basic it makes me. It's what I do all day. It's what I listen to all day. And it's what I think about quite a lot. So
0: there you go. We should have had you hum the opening theme instead of us doing it. It just occurred to me this would have been far more appropriate. Yeah, I could get my kazoos out if we still have time. (laughs) (laughs) Kazoos plural? You've more than one kazoo? I was bluffing. That was a horrible oh. bluff. Oh.
2: oh, I believe I, I was in for it.
0: I know. I was thinking like a John Popper blues traveler type setup where you have a whole vest of different tuned kazoos, but I don't think that's a thing.
1: You have a wonderful imagination and way too much credit for me. So
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you and, and welcome to you. And I'll also introduce Teddy. Um, Teddy, tell us about your love.
3: Sure, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I have, I have tons of love for, you know, all the great people in my life, I mean, my, my spouse, my friends, my family. But I think one thing that I wanted to highlight was just the love I have for the community and, and really this this kink in general. I mean, I've, I've found such great lifelong friends um, since I've joined. You know, I've really had a lot of self-acceptance and confidence from this Uh, just being surrounded by the people like yourselves that have just brought out the best part of me Uh, I mean and and it's kind of made me realize that diapers to me are kind of like a superpower right I mean if I get stressed Mm -hmm. or overwhelmed I mean it's just this completely safe stress reliever that just helps me get through anything Mm -hmm. so I I think I just have a lot of love for again the community and the the kinks that make me special Um, and also I will say I do love cats Oh, you were doing so well. Uh, now
0: ABDL is a superpower. How great is that? I completely yeah. agree. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start thinking about it that was a superpower. That's really cool.
2: It's an excellent way to look at it.:
0: Yeah. So you both brought this to us independently and a couple of years apart, and I'll start I think I'll start with you, Jay and, Levin, and I would love to know this topic of toxic masculinity, right? Um, And specifically toxic, right? We're not saying that all forms of masculinity are bad. The question is, when does it become toxic? And why does it become toxic? And what's the impact of it becoming toxic? And you brought this up for a reason. Tell me about what role has this played in your life that you began to notice that there is such a thing as the toxic version of experiencing masculinity?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I think for me, I, I'm sort of a, uh, you know, sideways perspective on this because I'm, um, you know, I spent a long time thinking I was a man and I should be as masculine as I could be. I thought that was, I mean, I just, you know, I had a lot of role models and a lot of people giving me those types of messages. Um, and then discovered later that wasn't who I was. Um, but when I think about toxic masculinity, um, I think I, I agree with you um, 100% that masculinity is inherently a good thing, or at least I think it is. Um, it's an important thing, and, um, you know, I have a lot of male friends who I'd consider, you know, are masculine in a lot of different ways because there's different ways of expressing Um, masculinity that, you know, a lot of which are still even traditional, um, where it starts to turn toxic, or at least where I've seen it turn toxic is when, when there's impulses to limit other people and thinking that limiting other people, whether it's belittling or, um, dominating in non-consensual ways, um, or when you start thinking that your masculinity is dependent on keeping others down in my own life, that was often, um, you know, I grew up playing football, but a lot of, you know, when I got to high school, I was sort of a nerdy kid for a long time. I got on sports teams and suddenly I had, you know, this status I'd never had before. Cause I was kind of a big kid and I did certain things in sports. Well, I started hanging out with, kids I'd never hung out with before who were kind of just brimming with testosterone. And I was made fun of in ways that I didn't really like. Um, It wasn't really mean. It was just kind of how a lot of kids that age interacted. Um, I also had a lot of friends at that time that, you know, I feel like um, were still learning what it meant to be masculine didn't really go for that kind of thing. I, I view toxic masculinity as masculine behaviors that limit other people or that somehow start to hurt other people.
0: And, um, yeah. I, this definition is really helpful for me as a working definition as we chat and I am particularly intrigued and we'll get to this in a moment, but limiting other people I also wonder about the limitations that it puts on the person who is expressing that masculinity, but but we can get to that in a moment, uh, sure. just a thought that came to mind. And I, I'm curious about, as you look at it now, the impact of those expectations you mentioned for instance joining the football team and there were these expectations and all of a sudden you gain this status that you didn't have before because of the way you played and you know be it be it football or anything else it doesn't matter but this expectation that this is somehow um earning you a spot that that you wouldn't have had otherwise what was the impact of experiencing that even as you look back on it today
1: what i remember is i and this was for a number of reasons, but I was kind of afraid of, there were a lot of parts of my personality that I was afraid of expressing vulnerability was a problem. Uh, and you know, a lot of what I remember vulnerability being among, especially teenage guys is, um, sort of making fun of each other in that way. That's, you know, that friends do, it can easily go too far. Um, And sometimes it did. I felt like I was spending a lot of time trying to live up to a standard that definitely wasn't me, but also a lot of toxic behaviors are supposed to replace things that we actually need, like, you know, self-expression through arts and um, affection and, you know, a lot of things that, um, a lot of things that are not unmasculine inherently, but that, uh, we're sometimes told that they
0: are. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so much I want to dig into here. Teddy, for you, how did this become a topic that was meaningful? How did this show up for you?
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a very, I guess, conservative family, you know, traditional father. Uh, He would always say stuff like, you know, toughen up, man up, uh, you know, men don't cry, things like that. And, you know, here, here I am with this kink kind of just, you know, internalizing that, like, is this okay? Should I be like this? You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. match up with what my father would like. I mean, if if he ever had found out, I would have been disowned. I mean, I, there's no question in my mind. So you know, I, I think masculinity is a, uh, a a social construct, right? I mean, it kind of depends on the society or the culture that you live in. And and the culture that I found myself in growing up was very much that rigid. You, you know, masculinity is this. You know, be tough, uh, suppress emotion. Uh, you know, being stoic. Uh, you have to be the breadwinner. You know, maybe acting aggressive instead of empathetic towards others. You know, physically strong. Yeah. Uh, and then even you know, one personal to me is like always being turned on. That's that's the stereotype for masculinity too. Mm-hmm. You know, towards women and and sex and all of that. Uh, So, you know, that was the world that I found myself in. And then, you know, I met my spouse and she was incredibly accepting of whoever I want to be, really helped me kind of open up from my origins. And then even in more recent years, once I joined the community, I mean, it's just been kind of full steam ahead. I mean, meeting all these people, and now surrounding myself in this new culture, this 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 culture where you know the definition of masculinity is is, is different, uh, has helped me tremendously towards you know ex- accepting myself and my kink, you know, and but still feeling like I am quote masculine. So
2: Teddy, I'm curious. Um, you made a distinction um, between toxic and sort of more healthy masculinity, and I was wondering if you could kind of speak uh, to a couple of specifics, if it's possible. What what would denote someone who is experiencing and exhibiting healthy masculinity versus someone who is sort of in the throes of toxic masculinity?
3: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I would think... You know, protective qualities, obviously. You know the the daddies in our community kind of exhibit that. The provider instincts. I think that's all very, very positive. Uh, you know, having just strength in general, patience, uh, being caring. You know, I, those are all qualities that I exhibit with my daddy side. I haven't mentioned it, but I am very much a switch. So you know, I, I have that daddy quality. You know, very caring, but then I also have my little side too. So I kind of get get both sides of it. But what I think is interesting too is everything that I just mentioned with those qualities that are positive for masculinity those are also positive qualities to be feminine too i mean i I think you know again both sides are just constructs of the society that we live in but ultimately you know quote being positive with it these qualities are are similar um you know and so i i try not to see myself as being masculine or feminine anymore i'm just trying to be myself and i I think once you you know like uh jay love mentioned the uh you know, the limitations of masculinity or, or being feminine as a, as a definition, as, as a label, uh, those are harmful, right? And I think that's where toxic masculinity really comes in. It's when they prevent you from being true to yourself. And it wasn't until I could kind of see that and be surrounded by people again, where the definitions are more to, you know, true to myself, where I could really kind of get past that. And, uh, truly accept myself. So, and that's kind of been uh, a little bit of an issue that, you know, know, being surrounded by the people in the community is so lovely. I can be myself, but then now I look at the rest of the world and it's, it's almost a little harder to, to navigate it, uh, to Hmm. connect with people outside of the community, because it's just, my experiences here have been so much better than anything I've ever had before this.
0: That's really interesting. The delineation between sort of your experience out in the world and your experience in this community. I'm interested from, from both of y'all, where do you see healthy visions of masculinity, femininity in the community? And or where do you see maybe unhealthy expressions, things that you would view as, as limiting or
3: harmful in the community? Sure. I, I guess I can go first. Uh, you know, I, I think so kind of a timeline for me. I joined the community, you know, before that I was, I had accepted my DL side, uh, again, with, with my spouse being very accepting, it, it worked out pretty well for me. Um, and then once I joined the community, we, we kind of presented this, uh, this front of being daddy little. And I think once I did that, I almost had a harder time accepting my DL side because I think there's this perception among many in the community and, and I totally get it. I understand this, this, uh, mentality, but, the mentality is that daddy shouldn't wear diapers, and I think I internalized that almost with the peer pressure. Like you know, again, the, the the culture that I was surrounding myself with at the time was presenting this you know aura of being a a daddy only. You know, I need to have this masculine image and I shouldn't wear diapers in that regard. And so I was able to, you know, over time through more friends um, find, basically rediscover my DL side. And, and you know, now I, I wear 24-7. I mean, I've accepted that as something that's important to me and yet I can still be in that daddy role. So I think, you know, as far as the, the downsides to the community, I mean there, there is kind of that, you know, with certain elements to it, daddy shouldn't wear diapers. And that was a hard one for me to overcome. But I, I think that, you know, that, that one side of it, and again, being started now with friends who are okay with that, that one side of it it doesn't take away from the acceptance um, among the community. I I think just the types of people here are are very understanding more so than the general society that we live in. And so I can feel much more like myself with the people that I've met here than, you know, again, in my previous life, uh, growing up, um, and and even just now, say, in in a work context,
0: it's so interesting, and I think the the topic of Doms in Diapers by itself deserves to be an episode. I think this notion that <laughs> somehow you can't be both yes. um, is obviously uh, horseshit, <laughs> but also is a really meaningful, and I think for me, as somebody who switches as well, something I have at times sort of given into, and it's not helpful nor accurate. Um, what's really interesting to me... Is the implicit association in this discussion on toxic masculinity that wearing makes you not masculine? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to overcome. I want to hear more. Have y'all have y'all had that that feeling or that thought? And if so, where does it come from?
3: I, I mean, I, I again, I think the whole idea of masculine and feminine almost detracts from being your quote, true self, you know, accepting yourself for who you are, because all of us are, are, you know, people are people. Nobody fits into those molds, you know, whether that definition of masculinity is for our entire society, for the community, or even just, you know, for yourself. Um, I think labels can sometimes hurt in that regard. So uh, I think kind of shedding those and being able to just realize what works for me the most, uh, you know, what, what I like independently of what society or the community thinks has been my key to getting past that.
1: I would agree with just about everything Teddy said. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and this is sort of trying to answer both questions at once, but, um, most of the community spaces I've been in, I feel like I've noticed, um, I've noticed, I've interacted with a lot of men. I've interacted with a lot of, you know, people who are on the gender spectrum, maybe closer to the male side, but not totally on one binary or the other. And what's really striking to me is that in most cases, there is a real feeling of people just being people and being themselves. And a lot of the men who are there. I mean, I agree that gender is a construct, but it's a construct that, you know, the binary really works. Some people really identify with that. But most of those people who are part of the community are very comfortable being themselves in that and letting other people be on the other side or be in the middle of the spectrum mm-hmm. or or play with gender um the men i've met in this community are just not they they don't have for the most part they don't have a need to make other people their footstools to try to make themselves feel taller teddy's been talking about this uh and i agree that whole you know doms don't wear diapers men don't wear diapers message um is i mean it is bullshit it's wrong but I have also met and seen a lot of like littles and other partners try to pressure their partners into that. And I think it's just important to remember that toxic masculinity isn't always like something that's being perpetrated on others to oppress them. It's like a disease that hurts a lot of different people and it's ideas that just need to. Yeah. It's ideas that are just harmful and don't need to exist. They can be corrected, you know?
2: On On the Dom's uh, don't wear diapers front, um, I did have one comment to make. So I, I agree 100% um, with both of you. The And I've noticed that not all of this um, pressure and uh, criticism comes from the doms themselves I think that there's a a real um idea a very very basic old idea outdated idea that to be to need um care and need help is a very feminine and only a feminine um thing Mm -hmm. and that to wear kind of puts you immediately in that space Um, even if it's just that you like the feeling of the diaper itself, it's, it's, it signifies something somewhat of a vulnerability that only women are allowed to have, or only females are allowed to have, and only those who are feminine are allowed to have. And that makes it immediately something that should be rejected by the most masculine men. And I think that's, that's such a problem, but it's also such a deep, deep problem. It's not just that like the diapers have bows on them and I'm such a manly man. I don't wear bows. It's that it means vulnerability. And that can be really, really difficult
3: mm. in this right. realm. And mm-hmm. that's where the toxic piece of it comes in, right? Because yeah. yeah, there's a lot of great qualities of masculinity, but when it limits you like that, you know, if, if you independently of everybody else wants to wear diapers, whether you're a dom a sub, any other role in the community, you should do that for yourself. You should be true to yourself and be able to, and be able to do that 100 um, percent. yeah, and the, yeah. I,
0: I love what you pointed out here r T about the the signaling that that wearing diapers sends, which is about needing care and wanting care and wanting to be taken care of and being vulnerable. So you know we, we discuss it in terms of wearing, not wearing, but like there is some clear signaling there that it goes much deeper. And I'm really glad you called that out. It's worth remembering,
1: I think, that people have kinks, but kinks really shouldn't have people. So when you have a partner or when you're around even just friends or other people, um, it's fine to be upfront about what you want, especially before a partnership. But trying to fit somebody into what you're looking for, I mean... Even in vanilla relationships, that doesn't work out. In kink relationships, it just it's worse. Yeah, and I'm,
0: I'm, I'm thinking of the implications of these expectations that we put on ourselves and on others. And I want to clarify a little bit of terminology because we have sort of interchangeably—not interchangeably, but we've associated the words masculine with the words man so far— the word male. Um, And these are, in my mind anyway, at least in the constructs that I use, uh, these are three different things. So, what we talk about as masculinity, as an energy or as a set of behaviors or a a set of demonstrated needs, whatever it happens to be, those are, I, I believe, as Teddy put it, social constructs. Well, you both have put it that way, right? That these are social mm-hmm. factors; these are things that collectively we agree upon as a society that are sort of arbitrary. Um, but but we assign them to this type of energy or this label. Yeah. The, the the concept of being male uh, tends to be associated with sex. The concept of being a man tends to be associated with gender. Uh, And and we're not going to get into, I'm certainly not an expert on sex and gender, so I I don't want to get into whether or not that's correct or incorrect. These are just the constructs I've been working on as we're we're discussing. But masculinity is certainly not unique to men or to males, right? Mm -hmm. I do think that the origins of a lot of um, the
1: roles and the constructs we have around masculinity and femininity do have to do with hormones, because hormones affect your behavior. They affect how you think. Mm, Um, They're not your personality, but yeah, they affect you, you know, (laughs) having gone from one hormone side to the other, they really do. Um, And so it's not that they're constructs based on nothing and it's not that, you know, but on the heels of that, there is no reason that um, the behaviors we often assign to both sides, you know, whether it's, Masculinity is assertiveness and clear direction and whatever. And like RNT said, femininity is needing to be cared for and only, you know, those don't really need to stay in those realms.
3: Yeah, I have a great example that, I mean, it's personal to me right now. So, I mean, I've always you know, they really just defaulted to being male because that was how I was assigned at birth. Um, I'm kind of right now just trying to discover, you know, what is my real, Id- I, I, real gender identity. Uh, but, you know, I, again, I, I, I wear diapers and, you know, it, it's hot right now. It's really hot. And so I've thought a lot about, wow, it would be so great to just go out in a skirt right? or a dress. Like it, it would, mm-hmm. it would feel nice, mm-hmm. but you know, our, our society would never accept that. Uh, you, you know, a, a man, going out, you know, a, a presenting male going out and wearing a skirt. And, uh, you know, I, even in the news today, I actually saw something, a, a major celebrity went to a movie premiere in a skirt. And, you know, all over the Internet, people are like, wow, why, why would he do that? And there, it's just like this major news story. And, you know, it's 2022, and this is still a major issue. Yeah, uh, It's just, why, why is that, why is that happening? That's a good question. Yeah. So, I think that that's a great example of, again, just, just how the binaries of masculinity, femininity still, you know, dictate our actions. Because, you know, if I were to be true to myself, I would go out in that skirt.
2: Why yeah. not? I kind of hope you do. Uh, which actually raises a question for me. Um, if we're going to go on traditional um, descriptions of what is masculine and what is feminine, um I'm curious to hear from all three of you. um, What in your mind does it look like to have to be masculine with a healthy relationship to the feminine versus to be masculine experiencing toxic masculinity and have a an unhealthy relationship to the feminine? What does that look like to each of you?
1: Ooh, good one. I. You know, I I am sort of on an outside looking in perspective, and I want to say that before I uh, mention, I know that a lot of masculine figures in history, you know, people who we look back to um, were often artistic. They were creative. Um, They did a lot of things that these days, a lot of little boys, for example, would get Uh, made fun of for. Um, And they often nurtured the artistic side of themselves, for example. Um, I would say that, I mean, honestly, masculine, inherently masculine traits are, are, I would argue, a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. When they turn into toxicity is really just in excess. You know, if you are too assertive you're going to hurt other people around you you're not just going to get your own needs met you're going to steal from others if you are too strong or too introspective or too tough you're not going to nurture the um, more vulnerable or creative side of yourself that every human being has i think you can define that as
0: as toxic you know Mm-hmm.
2: That's really well put.
0: That 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 excess that hurts others, and as you said earlier, like that limitation of yourself and all that you need and all that you can be.
3: Mm-hmm. I love what she said uh, about uh, being able to, you know, interweave masculinity and femininity, um, just just different sides of yourself uh, into any any role, anything you're you're doing. I think that is a key. Yeah, I mean the
0: the question RNT that you posed really got my wheels turning because I've always had a lot of of masculine energy. I've always had sort of a masculine sort of presentation. I think um, in the community, I've always sort of even though I switch, I've been like you know really more on the daddy side, which as we've described, it is, is less, you know, more masculine side. And um, so, I, so this has got all my wheels turning, right? Because it's just, it's how I've always been. And, and not because that's the expectation on me. I mean, I think it's actually just where I live. I think it's what's inside me and, right. and I welcome that. And I love that where it has been a growing point for me is also embracing and loving the feminine in me and absolutely Mm -hmm. embracing that drive for connection, that drive for vulnerability, that drive for both caretaking and being taken care of in that way. Um, The more that I have embraced that femininity in me, the more I have been able to enjoy the masculine in me as a free and sort of um, liberated experience that isn't beholden to that standard. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's well put.
2: Yeah. Really it's agree. like being able to enjoy something because you're not forced to have it all of the time.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Or why there was a certain point, I think we were having a conversation uh and you, you said you admired my masculine qualities, and at the time, at it, least like we were speaking different languages. I was like, wow, that's mm. that's almost a, a, an insult. Uh, it was almost like you know I'm, I'm trying not to be that societal definition of masculinity. And so when you said I was masculine, it was almost like, wow, I mean, I, I hope I don't come across that way, because I've just been trained to think of it as a negative thing. Yeah. And then, you know, since then, I've really examined it. And, and I, I think what you said is exactly right. Like you, you you have these both sides of yourself. And, you know, playing into the feminine side, as, as I've been doing more and more, has allowed my masculine side, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it now. I'm proud of both of these qualities in myself. Uh, and it allows me to be true to myself, too.
0: Right on. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you called that out because I remember that conversation and I remember uh, a sort of a parallel conversation right around the same time where I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed with how you're allowing yourself these feminine qualities, how you're allowing yourself all these ways to be taken care of and how you're like, we even talked about the skirt thing and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yes. I think it's so cool that like you acknowledge that this is something that would be awesome for you and the fact that you can hold both and and not stare at one and say, you're supposed to be more like this, or you're supposed to be more like the other thing. Man, I, I really admire that.
1: I really appreciated what you said, RY, because it's just important for everyone, but especially for men to know that exploring your feminine side, you're not going to do that. And then your masculinity is going to fall out your nose and you're never going to get it back. Like it's still going to be there, you know? <laughs> and, yep. um, Because it's, you know, everyone has mixtures of um, femininity and masculinity that they can sort of grow and change, but they're kind of set
0: at at a certain point. So, I mean, there's, oh my gosh, there's so much that we could unpack here. I don't want to overwhelm it. We may need to do a part two, friends, Uh, either. Well, we've got Capcom coming up, but after that. But I do want to ask before we close this chapter because I think there's so much to digest I probably went way too fast over the impact frankly on what toxic masculinity does to everybody else besides the bearer Uh, so we need to get into that next time Um, but also I would love to know if you could sort of share a message with the community about this topic if you could sort of put something in everybody's minds what would you want the community to know about masculinity, femininity, or toxic masculinity?
3: Yeah, I would say, you know, do your best to surround yourself by people who, you know, encourage you to be yourself, whatever that self looks like. And I I think at a baseline, our community does a great job of that. But there's still elements, of course, you know, you can find, um, you you know, the, the best people to surround yourself with. And I've been lucky to do that to kind of Take me on this journey of self-discovery and, and 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 acceptance, you know. And and you know, now that I'm in this place, I feel like I can also now be that you know judgment-free, positive resource for others in my life. You know, encourage them to do the same. Uh, and and you know, I'll plug this too. Uh, I think there's a stigma in our culture around you know men going to therapy, and I just want to say that you know I I was and I was there. Then I finally did it, and it it was a transformational experience. So, you know, community or otherwise, just if you're struggling with the seek-out therapy, I I think, uh, again, the benefits for me have been uh, monumental. Amen.
2: I am so glad that you said that. I think that that's a really powerful thing to remember. Yep. My two cents, I guess it would be, if you feel like you are fighting to occupy a masculine or feminine space, there's a really good chance you're not being true to yourself. You do not need to strive one way or the other. Being exactly where you are is exactly where you need to be. I don't think that we, um, allow people to just be where they are enough. And I think that's a really good idea.
0: That's my second amen right there.
1: Um, those are both really good. And I think I would just add, um, whoever you are in this community, whichever side of the gender spectrum you're on, wherever you're there, whatever your kinks are, um, I think it's worth it for all of us to work really hard to be generous to ourselves and to other people to allow them to try things and to try things on to be who they are, and to also give the benefit of the doubt for as long as we can.
0: And a third, amen. I totally agree. I'll I'll just add my own two cents to this amazing wisdom, is if you happen to be a person like me who has a lot of masculine energy, um, good on you. Uh, great. You be you. And also, uh, do look for are, do you have some blinders that maybe maybe there are some accepted beliefs somewhere in you that that's all that you're allowed to be maybe there aren't but maybe there are maybe you feel like you're not allowed to ask to be taken care of or be vulnerable or be connected or be emotional um, all of these wonderful facets of the human experience and if you if you Maybe feel like those things might be missing from your life, and and you're not fully in touch with the feminine side that you also have in you. uh, Go looking for that, and just ask like, do I maybe have some presuppositions that are not helping me? And on the other hand, if you're somebody, I think you know Teddy spoke to this of like, ew, masculinity that feels like a negative thing to put on me. I get that, right? Because masculinity can be toxic. There are often a lot of messages about it that make it sound like it's all bad. Well, it's not all bad. And I think both Teddy and Jalef spoke to some of the amazing things that that energy contains. But being a man doesn't make you inherently masculine or feminine. Being a woman doesn't make you inherently masculine or feminine. Uh, Whatever you are, that's right. So look at those suppositions and ask yourself, is there more to you than maybe what you feel like you are allowed to express and embrace now? I certainly have grown quite a lot that way.
3: Amen. Yeah. I got an amen
0: too. Thank you, Teddy.
3: Amen. <laughs> there you
2: go. Good job, Teddy. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> hey,
0: before we get out of here, friends, Teddy, if somebody wanted to follow up with you, how could they do that?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, happy to talk to anyone. Uh, I am Teddy Bear with me on FetLife, and then Teddy Bear underscore with me on Instagram. So again, reach out if you ever, ever want to chat. Happy to do it.
0: Awesome, J Love. For you, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that?
1: Uh, same story. I'm J Love zero zero,
0: I think on FetLife. Cause I wasn't the first. Um, and are your J underscore love underscore zero zero. I, do I remember that right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Yep. My picture is a breakdancing Jesus. So <laughs> I think I'm the only J love with that. Um, Got it. and then the same thing on, um, on Instagram. Um, yeah, I send me a message if any of this piques your interest or whatever else I, Um, I don't know that I'm much of an expert on masculinity, um, but um, I'm happy to talk.
0: Uh, I'm really glad you brought your perspective. And I think I was giving your Instagram handle, not the other one. But thank you both so much for being here and for sharing your perspective. As I said, this may become part one of two. Uh, There is so much more to talk, but we wanted to keep it to a somewhat bite-sized chunk because there's a lot here. Um, RNT. Anything else you want to share about uh, about this topic or about how to get in touch with us?
2: Um, love and brief at gmail dot com. That's a good L- way. Love and brief on FetLife. Uh, yeah. Resonant yes on FetLife. Resonant yes on Instagram. And I'm just happy to be talking to y'all again.
0: I'm really glad you are, too. And uh, next week is our live Capcom episode. Uh, So if you are going to Capcom, hey, we'll see you there. We have a live show Friday at 2 p.m. Capcom time. And cannot wait to do that. If you are in person at Capcom, come say hello. We've even got some fun giveaways. Um, And we're going to do a live show there. And you all, even if you're not going to Capcom, will be able to listen to that just as soon as I can get it edited, which I usually do on the drive home. Don't worry. I'll have somebody else drive if I need to. Uh, Other than that, that's it. Go out there and be your whole masculine and feminine self. This has been another edition of Love in Brief.